Castaway Podcast, Cheese Man Wine. So, as you guys may know, I love true crime and I love a good true crime documentary. So, Netflix put out this documentary called Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich, and I have literally never heard really about Jeffrey Epstein, just his name, and you know that he died last year. Um, so I wanted to, you know, tune in and see who this fool was and all the drama surrounding his name. Let me just say that it was not what I was expecting. And, you know, it had me really emo when I was watching it. And it just, you know, confirmed that money and power can really give bad people the upper hand, which, I mean, hello, like we already know that, right? Ew, but... I still wanted to shed some light on this insanity because of all his victims who still have to live through, you know, what he put them through and especially with the fact that they may be still seeking justice some way. Before hopping in, let's chat about how into a Pinot Noir I am. I used to be like heavy into cabs, like cab all day, every day. But my taste has swayed. It's swayed me into a lovely red Pinot. So today, once again, I'm drinking Love Noir, and it's so smooth. Like, if you love, like, a cute, tannin-filled, smooth Pinot, you'll love this Love Noir. So, cheers, guys. So Jeffrey started his corrupt-ass life in the early 1970s trying to get his way into banking and finance. My thing is, he knew how to talk the talk and walk the walk. But what he did not have was the look, y'all. Like, he just, he looked exactly like John Travolta and the man who plays Hellboy had a baby. Like, that would be, that's Jeffrey Epstein's look. And, like, that's pretty freaky to me. I don't want to be, like, the devil here, but, like, he was a devil so I can talk shit about him. But, you know, these higher-up dudes loved him. Like, they were obsessed with a Jeffrey Epstein. And, like, side note, it, it always has to be the guy who's, like, above his face that has this narcissistic persona. It just, like, boggles my mind, like, Almost as if they look in the mirror and they're seeing a Hemsworth. Like, honey, no. Like, you have no business walking around with that ego. You really don't. But, you know, here's our big ego guy, Jeff. He's parting it up with, like, really famous people because, you know, they got dinero, he's got dinero, and clearly these other rich peeps are, like, brown nosers. And, like, oh, my God, cute. You got the recent 240GX yacht. Same. It's amazing, right? And, okay, like, side note, I don't know if that's an actual yacht. I just made that up. I don't know if that's a yacht. But, oh, my God, you just bought that island near Bora Bora. I got mine by Saint-Tropez. Cute. Like, I hate people like that. I've rarely come across people who do that because, like, if I had a friend who had a private island, maybe, yeah, would I be there? Hell yeah. So obviously I haven't come across that many people. But I, I, I don't think I would like them. So most people, you know, have morals and ethics and don't want to seem like a douchebag. But, you know, little baby Jeff over here, he just loves that life. I actually recently had someone tell me, yeah, I don't buy any wines under $10 because I can like 
taste the difference. And like, if you guys could see my face right now, like clearly you don't enjoy all wines because no matter the price, my ass is into it. No matter the location too. I've had some expensive wines too that actually have not tasted that good. But, you know, it's about where they're grown and the year. So, bye. So, you know, on that note, let's take a sip of my under $10 wine. Like douchebags, you know what I mean? So, back to Jeff. Um, so, turns out this guy is a pedophile pretty much. You know, he's into 14-year-old girls. Um, and he's got this companion bitch named... Jalance, Jelaine Gilligan, who starts to arrange these young girls to give Jeff massages while she joins and molests the young girls as well. Let me let that sit and sink in for you guys. This chick, which is like, I don't, his like partner, um, like girlfriend, I don't know what she was. They never really said it was his girlfriend, but it's practically his girlfriend is out here, you know, helping organize a molestation thing for him and herself. I, I don't know. That whole thing just sounds disgusting to me, but it's real. That happened. So clearly Gilligan is also a freaking pedo. Like, why would she be, you know, into touching 14-year-old girls while her boyfriend molests them? And, you know, what do you know? She comes from dinero, of course. She has a, you know, her dad was this huge, literal, he was this huge money man in the UK. And so he died, she got all his stuff. Obviously, Jeff would, you know, saw that those money signs on her. You know, she's not that cute, but neither is he, right? And so, you know, they decided to make this little baby um, manifestation of a relationship of pedo, life, living. And, you know, they set this stuff up. So they're like both pretty sick people. And they start asking these girls to find friends and they'll pay them too. And at 14, maybe even now, if you were like, dude, for 20 minutes, you can make like 500 bucks hanging out with this old guy. You know, that's what they're saying. They're not saying like, oh, he's going to get you all like buttered up naked and you're 14. They just said, you got to hang out with this old guy. He's going to give you $500. You're 14 years old. Your mind doesn't go to the that sick shit. So I'd say worth it. But like these baby girls had no idea this old dude was going to make them like get naked and watch him do some nasty stuff to himself. Ew, like, I can't even imagine. I'd for sure be scared. So you become really empathetic towards these victims. So, you know, here they are, like, running a pyramid scheme with, like, these local middle schoolers. And my thing is, at first, I'd be like, ew, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to massage an old man. But, you know, he was offering them hundreds of dollars. And a lot of these young girls didn't come from money or like good background. Some of them, especially at that age, were like dealing with self-esteem issues, you know, with trying to be cool or whatever. And some of them had probably had prior abuse from other people in their life. So the amount of girls he was having come to him was shocking. It was a lot. You know, so it was all these girls coming from, oh, my friend said this, my friend said that. It was a lot. 
Now, before he had this pyramid scheme of these like little middle schooler girls, he was like had these two sisters that he was kind of passing back and forth and giving them great opportunities. And so, you know, like I said, it's a whole like manipulation thing that he had over these some of these victims. So as that started happening, you know, with his pyramid scheme, a few of his first victims came out. And so the local authorities started to investigate. And this, you guys, is where the real corruption starts to go down. We're about to get heavy. Okay, so let me take another sip because, yeah, you have to. So obviously, you know, the authorities really need a lot of evidence because there's a lot of people coming forward who they're getting statements from. But, you know, if Jeff is innocent, he'll comply, which clearly he did not. So in the documentary, they like play this clip of one of the attorneys working for the victims questioning him and every single question he asks Jeff Literally every response Jeff says is he pleads the fifth. Like what a freaking wuss. So the attorney is upset. Like this is like a lot of questioning because they're they're trying to get answers so they could, you know, not they can get some why did this happen? You know, maybe there's a reasoning. No, he pleads the fifth to everything. So obviously this attorney is upset. So he just decides to dig. And honestly, I was so attracted to this part because He made Jeff so pissed. It was awesome. Like he dug in there. Ooh. And he was like, according to some of these victims, they described his peen as egg shaped. They they described Jeff's peen as egg shaped. I don't, I have no clue what that looks like. I have no clue, you know, what that means. But to me, I, it, to me, it doesn't sound cute, nor, you know, big, because an egg is small, right? So, you know, coming for a man's manhood and size, especially a narcissist's, will get them losing their shit. And it did. Now, like, obviously, that didn't get really anything out of Jeff, besides he wasn't pleading the fifth, let me tell you. He was like, what? This is a joke. Oh, he was livid. He was so livid. Now he wants to talk because now his peen is up on the chopping block. Yeah. So obviously that didn't do anything, but it was like fun to kind of watch him like squirm a little bit. And that's all the attorney really wanted. He wanted him to know, yo, I'm coming for you. Don't play with me because I'll, I'll play with you. You're going to plead the fifth. Let me put your peen on the chopping block. And that's what happened. So with tons of victim statements and this really looking like, you know, a sex trafficking situation, underage prostitution situation, you know, with them going all over the place with Epstein to his other homes, they decide to open a federal investigation. And so here we go, bringing up into the documentary, the U.S. attorney at the time, Alex Acosta. Now, if you know me, I self-deprecate by saying I look like Randall from Monsters, Inc. But please do a little Google search right now of Alex Acosta and excuse me when I say he's literally Randall's brother. 
And what a snake and a monster he was. You know, what a disgrace to the Latino community that this bro, he did what he's about, what I'm about to explain to you guys, because it's, it's just wrong. As the U.S. attorney and having 30-something known victims with additional more than 100 Jane Doe statements, this dude should be fighting for these victims, and it's his job to work for them. Now, before we, you know, before we just dive in on that part, you know, I said before, Jeff has a ton of friends with loads of money, and I'm talking the Clintons, the Prince of England, and what do you know? Our president now, Donnie J. So Jeff having his hands in all these, you know, pockets, you can just imagine how many strings he could pull. So now let's back up and pull that little baby string of Randall and the investigation. Alex Acosta approved a federal non-prosecution agreement with Jeffrey Epstein. And he did all of this secretly without talking with the victims. This plea deal meant that Epstein would would not only be convicted of only two crimes from like the 30-something other victims that came forward, but that he would not face any other federal charges of the other victims. Like, let me just take another sip because that's the saddest thing. Like, imagine having that trauma thinking your abuser will face justice only for your abuser to be and your abuse practically to be just like swept under the rug in your face. They did that all in front of the victim's faces and that's like a blindsided thing. Side note, once this was done, Acosta was gorgeously nominated to be Trump's Secretary of Labor as part of his administration, considering that the plea he approved meant any people associated to Jeffrey Epstein and his cases would also not have any federal investigation on them. Now, if you if you know where I'm trying to go with this, I'm going there, so... I'm not going to dive into that because we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, but think what I'm thinking, okay, guys? So here's Jeff serving, you know, his sentence for 13 months, you guys. Literal. 13 months. And imagine an even bigger slap in the victim's faces when he's serving that on a work release. And now if you don't know what work release means, it means he could live his effing life in the real world outside a jail cell. Sorry, guys, I get real heated as I should. I'm very passionate. Okay. Oh, my God. It's upsetting. But because the plea agreement was on charges of underage prostitution... A federal judge ordered that Acosta's plea agreement was illegal and against the Crime Victims' Rights Act. They went in to get this bitch on sex trafficking. Now, one victim in the documentary talked heavy about her experience being trafficked. And let me go into this because it's crazeballs. And, like, crazeballs, like, it was like, uh, what? Like, eh. 
what do you do? It's just insane. So I'm about to dive in there because it is crazy. So she was taken to London by Gilligan and met Prince Andrew there at a party. And the victim said that the prince was in his 40s at the time. And, you know, that he was, like, groping her. He was talking to her. He was dancing up on her. He was rubbing her up. And she eventually was led with him to a room where they had sex. And she claimed he sweated a lot. And she was so grossed out. She was disgusted. He was just, like, freaking rainstorm on her. And, okay, uh, ew, like, she doesn't know if he's an older man sweating on her. That's disgusting. Uh, so, like, she's, like, grossed out. And then Prince Andrew hears about this, and Prince Andrew goes on national TV in the UK to rebuke these claims. And he's like, first off, like, ew, I do not sweat. Like, I have a condition, literals, where I can't sweat. So, yeah. And also, I've never met her. I was with my daughter that day somewhere. Like, we were getting ice cream. And, like, also, ew, I can't sweat. Like, I don't know what she's talking about. But, like, also, guys, like, I don't sweat because, like, I have a condition. He just was out here saying that he doesn't sweat. Yeah, you do. Stop. We can see you sweat. He had a little, you know, wetness under his arms in that interview. Don't lie. (laughs) And literally, there's a picture of them. There's literally a picture of Prince Andrew have his his hand on the victim's waist with Ghislaine in the picture. And and he was like, like, bro, that wasn't your... You were not getting ice cream with, with your daughter. Oh, my God, Prince Andrew. Stop. Oh, my God. That whole bit just... I'm like, I'm dead right now because it's so crazy that he's out here like he was so offended because this victim was saying he sweat. We know you sweat, Prince Andrew. Ew. Stop saying that. You need to talk about why you just molested a young girl. Gross. So like, okay. (laughs) So, you know, with this sex trafficking knowledge and the feds getting intel from workers and staff at one of Epstein's private islands in the Virgin Islands, you know, they have a case. And he was arrested July 16th of last year on these charges. Except a literal month after his arrest, he died from what was ruled a suicide in his jail cell. Now, there is controversy around his death that it was a hit, so he wouldn't spill names on other parties who participate in his little molestation nightmare. But truth is, he is dead. And the victims will never be able to face him eye to eye and seek the justice they deserve. You know, in new news, not in the documentary, that bitch Gilligan, Ghislaine, Jocelyn, was just last month um, arrested on July 2nd by the FBI which hopefully the victims also will seek justice from her abuse. I hope they go heavy and I hope they dig into Ghislaine because that girl has been getting away with a lot of stuff. And I don't think it's, I think her it's her time to serve up. And you guys have to watch this documentary, especially because soon I think 
questions may be answered by Ghislaine on how things were managed for so long, on the abuse of all these girls with all of these really high and wealthy people. And was there really that much corruption that, you know, us Americans really have no idea what's going on in our political system? Because, you know, he got away with some stuff before he died. Um, so, you know, like, let, let, let me just drink up the rest of this wine and, you know, pour a little baby sip in my mouth for the victims who endured this molestation and sex trafficking and prostitution shit all underage. Because that stuff pisses me off. I hope that all victims of sexual abuse find justice and safety with our judicial system in some way. And I hope all corruptness in this country will eventually end. But this was a dark episode, but it's great knowledge knowing that this shit happens and was happening and could still be happening. So it's good that we open our eyes to this stuff. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of Cheeseman Wine. Please rate the podcast five stars and follow and subscribe to the channel. Once again, wear your masks and stay home, you guys. We're still in a pandemic. It's real. It's not over. Wash those little baby gorge hands. Let me know on Instagram if there is any cheese you are ready to hear about because y'all know I got it. I look forward to chatting with you guys soon.